Graha Adaya, the different planets, Etasmin, in this, Antaha Bahi Yogena, by connection with the inner or outer circles, Kala Chakre, in the wheel of eternal time, Ayodhidaha, fixed. Druvan, Druvaloka, Eva, certainly Avalambya, taking support of Vayana, of the wind, Udiryamanaha, being propelled, Akalpa Antam, until the end of the creation. Parichan Kramanti, revolving all around, around. Nabasi, in the sky, Yatar, exactly like Megha, heavy clouds, Shena Adaya, birds such as the big eagle, Vayu Vashaha, controlled by the air. <coughs> Karma Sarataya, <coughs> whose chariot drivers are the results of their own past activities. Paribartante, move around, Eva, in this way, Jyotiganaha, the luminaries, the planets and stars in the sky. Prakriti of material nature, Purusha, and of the Supreme, and of the Supreme Personality, Krishna. Samyoga Anugrahitaha, supported by the combined efforts. Karmanirvita. Caused by their own past fruitive activities. Kataya, whose movements will be on the ground. Na, no, Patanti, fall down. When bulls are yoked together and tied to a central post to thresh rice, they tread around that pivot without deviating from their proper positions. One ball being closest to the post, another in the middle, and a third on the outside. Similarly, all the planets and all the hundreds and thousands of stars revolve around the pole star, the planet of Maharaj Dhruva. In their respective orders, orbits, some higher and some lower, fastened by the Supreme Personality of Godhead of machine and material nature, according to the results of their fruitive acts. They are driven around the pole star by the wind and will continue to be so until the end of creation. These planets float in the air within the vast sky, just as clouds, with hundreds of tons of water float in the air, or as the great sheen and eagles, due to the results of past activities, fly high in the sky, and have no chance of falling to the ground.
purple according to the description of his verse, the hundreds of thousands of stars and the great planets such as the Sun, the Moon, Venus, Mercury, Mars and Jupiter are not clustered together because of the law of gravity or any similar idea of modern scientists. These planets and stars are all servants of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Govinda or Krishna. And according to his order, they sit in their chariots and travel in their respective orbits. The orbits in which they move are compared to machines given by material nature to the operating deities of the stars and planets who carry out the orders of the Supreme Personality of Godhead by revolving around Dhruva which is occupied by the great devotee Maharaj Dhruva. This is confirmed in the Brahma Samhita as follows. Yatschakchirishasamhita-sakala-grahanam Raja-sanastasulamurti-rasechate-jaha I worship Govinda, the primeval Lord, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, under whose control even the sun, which is considered to be the eye of the Lord, rotates within the fixed orbit of eternal. The sun is the king of all planetary systems and has unlimited potency in heat and light. This verse from Brahma Samhita confirms that even the largest and most powerful planet, the sun, rotates within a fixed orbit or Kala Chakra in obedience to the order of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This has nothing to do with gravity or any other imaginary laws created by the material scientists. Material scientists want to avoid the ruling government of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and therefore they imagine different conditions under which they suppose the planets move. The only condition, however, is the order of the Supreme Personality. All the various predominating deities of the planets are persons, and the Supreme Personality of Godhead is also a person. The Supreme Personality orders the subordinate persons, the demigods of various names, to carry out His Supreme Will. This fact is also confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, chapter 9, text 10, wherein Krishna says, Maya Yakshena Prakriti, the material nature is working under my direction, and it is producing all moving and unmoving beings. By its rule, the manifestation is created and annihilated again and again. The orbits of the planets resemble the bodies in which all living entities are seated because they are both machines controlled by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, chapter 18, text 61, Ishvara Sarva Bhutanam, 
The Supreme Lord is situated in everyone's heart, O Arjuna, and is directing the wonders of all living entities, who are seated as on a machine made of the material energy. The machine given by material nature, whether the machine of the body, or the machine of the orbit, or Kala Chakra, works according to the orders given by the Supreme Personality. The Supreme Personality of Godhead and material nature work together to maintain this great universe, and not only this universe, but also the millions of other universes beyond this one. The question of how the planets and stars are floating is also answered in this source. It is not because of the laws of gravity, rather, the planets and stars enabled to float by manipulations of the air. It is due to such manipulations that big heavy clouds float and big eagles fly in the sky. Modern airplanes like the 747 jet aircraft work in a similar way. By controlling the air, they float high in the sky, resisting the tendency to fall to earth. Not always successful, um, such adjustments of the air are all made possible by the cooperation of the principles of Purusha, male, and Prakriti, female. By the cooperation of material nature, which is considered to be Prakriti, and the Supreme Personality of Godhead, which is considered the Purusha, all the affairs of the universe are going on nicely in their proper order. Prakriti, material nature, is also described in the Brahma Samhita. Chapter 5, text 44, as follows. Shrishti, Shriti, Pradhara, Sadhana, Shakti, Rika, Chayeva, Yasya, Bhuganani, Vibharati, Yuga, Ishtana, Rupa, Mapiyasya, Chacheshta, Tesa, Govinda, Maditushan, Tamaham, Bajani. The external potency, Maya. Who is the nature of the shadow of the chip, spiritual potency, is worshipped by all people as Durga, the creating, preserving, and destroying agency of the mundane world. I adore the primeval Lord Govinda in accordance with whose will Durga conducts herself. Material nature, the external energy of the Supreme Lord, is also known as Durga, or the female energy that protects the great fort of this universe. The word Durga also means fort. This universe is just like a great fort in which all the conditioned souls are kept, and they cannot leave it unless they are liberated by the mercy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Lord Himself declares in Bhagavad Gita, chapter 4, text 9, Janmakarma Janmakidyam, Evam Yogati Tatsatha. Chakva deham puna janma, naiti mam iti One who knows the traditional nature of my appearance and activities does not, upon leaving the body, take his birth again in this material world, but attains my eternal abode of Arjun. Thus, simply by Krishna consciousness, by the mercy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, I can be liberated, or in other words, I can be 
released from the great thought of this universe and go outside into the spiritual world. It is also significant that the predominating deities of even the greatest moments have been offered their exalted posts because of the very valuable pious activities they performed in previous births. This is indicated here by the words karma, niramita, kataya. For example, as we have previously discussed, the moon is called Jiva, which means that he is a living entity like us, but because of his pious activities, he has been appointed to his post as a moon god. Similarly, all the demigods are living entities who have been appointed to their various posts as the masters of the moon, the earth, Venus, and so on, because of their great service and pious acts. Only the predominating deity of the sun, Surya Narayan, is an incarnation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Maharaj, Dhruva, the predominating deity of Dhruva Loki, is also a living entity. Thus, there are two kinds of entities, the Supreme Entity, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and the ordinary living entity, the Jiva, Nicho, Nichyana, Jitana, Jitana, Nam. All the demigods are engaged in the service of the Lord. And only by such an arrangement are the affairs of the universe going upon. Regarding the great eagles mentioned in this verse, it is understood that there are eagles so big that they can prey on big elephants. They fly so high that they can travel from one planet to another. They start flying in one planet and land in another, and while in flight they lay eggs that hatch into other birds while falling through the air. In Sanskrit, such eagles are called Shina. Under the present circumstances, of course, we cannot see such huge birds, but at least we know of eagles that can capture monkeys and then throw them down to kill and eat them. Similarly, it is understood that there are gigantic birds that can carry off elephants, kill them and eat them. The two examples of the eagle and the cloud are sufficient to prove that flying and floating can be made possible through adjustments of the air. The planets, in a similar way, are floating because material nature adjusts the air according to the orders of the Supreme Lord. It could be said that these adjustments constitute the law of gravity, but in any case, one must accept that these laws are made by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The so-called scientists have no control over them. The scientists can falsely improperly declare that there is no God, but this is not a fact. Isolation, you don't serve. 
to illusion. Right? We perceive something and we see it as something else. We uh, make mistakes. So these four defects and you know the biggest defect is that we we cheaters. We think that we're perfect when we're not. So the the um, vision of the devotees is this Shastra Chakshush, seeing with the vision of the Shastra. Because that information has been delivered by the Supreme Lord originally, the the Vedic instructions, it is then considered uh, information delivered by a faultless person, not somebody who's conditioned, who's subject to the four material defects. And so therefore the devotees accept these descriptions as being absolute, without fault, and happily derive the benefits therefrom, having a, a proper understanding or a full understanding of how that creation works. So basically, the, the, the purport here is that um, everybody is working according to the order of the Supreme Person. And of course the example is given here of the uh, bulls. You know, there's a reference previously about an oil crushing machine, right? Which I got to see in Tirupati, right? And they've seen one of those before. And um, they were crushing peanuts, I think, and making peanut oil. Huh? And I was quite intrigued. And then you can hear it creaking and grinding, right? But the, the ball was only one ball. Well, no, actually, there were two in this particular case. And so they had a, like, a, like a mortar. It's kind of like a mortar. Um, probably a meter, at least a meter and a half high and hollow. And they, they have a stick that goes in the middle of the mortar, and which is like the pestle, right? And in that they pour the peanuts. And then there's a, a, a piece of wood that comes from the top, and that's connected to the, the bullets. Right? And then they walk around, but they're always walking in a circle, right? And of course, as they move around, the 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 more the pestle they get, we'll, we'll call it, I don't know what they, what they call it. But that moves around and it grinds, it pushes the peanuts up against themselves and up against the the um, side of the mortar. And, and they fill it up, but of course that then squeezes out the peanut oil. Have you seen it? You must have seen it. Yeah. I've never seen it before. And they did it every morning. Not quite sure what they did it, but because it's in the, it's in the grounds of the temple. And you look out from the guest house and you can sit down and you can see it going around. 
But interesting to see these descriptions, I guess you know, this is how they, the, the, the Bible that illustrates these points so that people can understand it. And so just as those bulls are positioned by the farmer, I suppose, uh, and they can't move outside their orbit, they're under control. And so this is, this is an example, but this is the bulls uh, under the control of the farmer so, and can't move without the permission of the farmer. Right? <coughs> also, the, the, the planetary systems are described as moving all under the influence of the Gala Chakra that's under the influence of the time factor. And of course, the time factor is uh, a, a, an expansion or a um, feature of the Lord in, in the Bible years. Krishna says, time I am the destroyer of all worlds, all men, all animals, all everything in creation is uh, under the influence of the time we're all controlled by Krishna, and ultimately that means we're all controlled by Krishna. Uh, and Prabhupada mentions that here. The, the planetary systems, the, the humans, the animals, everyone is under the influence of the time factor. Some in more ways than others. And the, the awarding of those various positions and, and the degrees of control that are, that are applied by Krishna is determined by the previous activities of everybody. So you want to know why you're where you are now? Well, you can understand that you're all pious persons. Right? Otherwise, you wouldn't have taken birth in a human form of life. And even more fortunate, we are to have received the human form of life, but got the opportunity to understand what it's for. Right? This is the real benefit of the human form. Otherwise, you know, we see Dwi Panapashu, right? Two-legged animals, human beings that just use the human form of life for pursuing animalistic propensities and behaviours are considered to have wasted their, the opportunity that they've got. Right? The human form of life is not perfected by your football team winning the grand final. Huh? That is not the perfection of life. Otherwise, you'll take birth as a demon. This year, the demons won the grand final. But you just take birth as a demon life after life. <laughs> huh? So, the 
controllers, and I probably said, you know, so, uh, the Bible time uses a very interesting perception of what, what's happening. The, the various planetary systems are considered to be uh, are like seats, if you like, right? And the rulers or the controllers of those planetary systems have their, their place. And by dint of, and, and, and you know, to have control of these planets is considered to be very uh, auspicious and, and bestows great powers upon these personalities. And, you know, it's describing the Bible time how they have freedom within those, within those planets. And there are opulent, you know, there is there's facility, just like we, we have um, on Earth a variety of facilities to enjoy. Right? So the Bible time presents how on these other planetary systems there are facilities and there are varieties of enjoyment. And so these, the controllers of these planets have a great deal of facility to enjoy. Uh, and, and that facility to enjoy is provided by a hint of past good karma, good action. You know, the, the, the laws of physics apply. For every action there's an equal and opposite reaction. Easy, or, or as is mentioned in the in the Christian scriptures, as you sow, so you shall reap. Right? So you do good things, you'll get good things back. Do bad karma, and you'll get bad reactions. This is not very complicated, right? very simple to understand. And of course, all of this is being done under the auspices of the Paramatma, the, 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 the super soul. Right? And so Prabhupada mentions here, Ishvara, Sadhguta, Namritesha, Jhunjisha, it's all being controlled by Krishna. Although Krishna, and, <laughs> and, and we, you know, we, it's very helpful. We, 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 our mind boggles when we try to think, how does Krishna do that? You know, Krishna is aware of all of the desires of all of the living entities and by his, in his capacity as a super soul, has facilitated, facilitated the movements of all the living entities. Uh, and we're like, how does he do that? Uh, what, a, what an immense task. There's unlimited living entities, practically speaking, and all of their desires and all of their deserts are being rewarded by the agency of, the, of Krishna in the form of the Paramatma, who's situated in the heart of everybody. He knows everything. You know, we as living entities are situated in our own heart, and yet we don't even know, we don't even know about ourselves. But, and so we think, how, how is it possible that there's a living entity Right. Who knows everything about everyone? When we claim to know everything about ourselves, how does it do that? It's inconceivable. Right. We, we just can't work it out. So, uh, uh, and yet Krishna says, you know, just by a, 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 a small, a, a, a minute portion of myself, I'm able to do this. That's all, you know, so 
what, what kind of a person is Krishna? Just incredible. And yet you know, he prefers to play with the cows in Vrindavan. Right? <laughs> and doesn't have to worry about, you know, anything going on because it all happens automatically. This is just who would want to have a friend like that? Right? Huh. And it's just like, you know, I was it was interesting, I was at the farm yesterday. And um, uh, Manny Greta wasn't there. And the cows have been exceptionally affectionate. Uh, I'm not sure if that's because Manny Greta hadn't given their daily back. Uh, but they're really affectionate. And there's one guy actually um, is really very affectionate. And um, um, your money group says that if somebody, if somebody comes to the farm and they're feeling a little blue, you know, a little down, then the mental health treatment is that he gets to spend some time with God actually. And so I was <clears throat> giving them all a pat, right? Uh, I was in the pen, and um, what happens is if you pat one of them, then the others get jealous. <laughs> and especially the actually. So I was, I can't remember one of the big ones, so I was giving a bit of a rub. And Gayatri, and I'd already been giving her a bit of attention, but then she came up to me and she started pushing me, you know. And then, then I, I gave her a rub, and then I started to pat the other one, then she goes, boom, you know. So you, you know, you get reciprocation. Uh, reciprocation for the animals. So, and you can see how, how uh, affectionate they are and how attractive that affection is. Uh, in fact, um, um, May Rita had one of the, the guests at the farm spend time with Gayatri. With after the second day, uh, he said to May Rita, I don't think I've been meeting him. <laughs> Such, you know, such affection. So, uh, um, these descriptions in, in the Bhagavatam illustrate how much control Krishna has over the millions and billions of stars you know, within the universe and how they're all working, moving around, driven like that, just as these, like these balls, the example of the balls moving in orbit. And Prabhupada saying here, you know, this is, well, it's interesting what Prabhupada says in the beginning, he says, this is not gravity, right? But then at the end he says, well, maybe it is gravity. <laughs> right? But the point being, that ultimately this is not some impersonal, you know, material force, but ultimately everything within the creation is moving under the direction of the Supreme Person. This is a really important point, you know, that, that these are not just some impersonal, set of impersonal 
workings. But rather that behind everything, behind everything, uh, by every movement of the planetary system, every movement of every living entity, there is a direction and there is a controller. This is something that we neglect to see, especially in the conditioned state, with imperfect, you know, when we hear the treatment of Bhagavata, then we think, I haven't seen any of this. Or, you know, as the Prabhupada comes out here and mentions, you know, there are big eagles that are big enough to pick up elephants, right? And actually, here, Prabhupada, one of the days, I saw Prabhupada, you know, we've not seen, we've not seen elephants that can pick up, uh, I'm sorry, eagles that can pick up elephants. And Prabhupada said, what have you seen? You know, you're still, effectively, he said, you're still, you're just out of your mother's womb. You're, you know, you're still wet behind the ears. Uh, what have you seen? Uh, what have you seen? What have you experienced? The universe is so great. Especially you see here in the fifth canto of the Bhagavatam, all of these different bhashas, planetary systems and so forth. And, and you know, it's natural because we haven't seen any of this. Uh, and so therefore it's not true. Direct perception. 
And so we'll happily accept anything that we read in the scripture because that practice, simple practice, which, which is, is so profound and so deeply experiential, that it confirms everything that we read in, in the Shastra. And so that's why the devotees, the, 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 the tradition, the, the, um, the practice is to see with the vision of Shastra. Huh? The Shastra delivers us, in this age, the, the, the Yuga Dharma and the perfection of existence, which is to understand and realize, to appreciate, and, and to act upon this the, 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 the real identification of the self. That we're not the body, that we're spirit soul. This is you know, this is a basic, this is the beginning, these are the beginnings, the ABCs of spiritual practice. Right? It's what begins the Bhagavad Gita, effectively, that you're not the body. And we're given a practice that so powerfully um, provides experiential, experiential evidence of the reality of, of uh, yoga practice. And, and, and which is why then the devotees are happy to uh, accept the instructions of the Bhagavad may not understand them fully, but accept them with faith, in good faith, knowing that you know, none of this can actually really be tested. How are you going to test it? What are you going to do? And, and in one sense, you know, it, it doesn't matter anymore. It's not a great concern. Whereas for some, it's like, whoa, what is this eagle's? Flying in the sky, they can pick up elephants. It's, it's, it's actually a challenge of, of faith for many. But what does it It's due to the manipulation of air. Right? Flying of eagles, due to the manipulation of air, just like a 747 jet aircraft. In a few hundred years' time, maybe we'll know what a 747 jet aircraft even looks like. Right? I said, What is this 747? <laughs> okay, yeah. So, how does everything work? Prabhupada says here. The only condition, however, is the order of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Everything's working under Krishna's direction. So, I'll finish here. Does anybody have any comments or questions? We should also work under the order of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Mama. Yeah, you address this point. Um, where Prabhupada Davis is saying that there is no gravity. <laughs> we should, we should. That was the first statement, but we should always take the final statement. <laughs> right? Just like, you know, uh, um, 
there was a, a um, statement made by one of the health department officers in New South Wales the other day, which is being promoted online, that you know everybody who was intensive care was vaccinated and only one was partially vaccinated, but then when the journalist said to him afterwards, I said this is what's being promoted, but then when the journalist spoke to him and said, is that fully correct? He said, oh, sorry, it's a mistake, right? Uh, all of those in the ICU, none of them were vaccinated, except one who was only partially vaccinated, right? So we take the last statement, not the first one. Because what, what, what the people promote? The, the wrong statement, right? So, what is Prabhupada saying? It could be said, so Prabhupada's kind of thinking about because you know, Prabhupada liked to illustrate that the materialistic mood or mentality is to look at things and see everything with a material cause. Right? And so Prabhupada says here, um, it could be said that these adjustments constitute the law of gravity. Uh, so Prabhupada's giving a little bit there. In the beginning is full on it, but at the end he says, well, yes, actually, this is what we call gravity. But we should understand what that, who that is behind the gravity. Right? One must accept that these laws are made by the Supreme Personality of Godhead and that we have no control over them. The scientists, and this is the point that Prabhupada really is pushing, right? Those who falsely, improperly declare that there is no God. But this is not a fact. Right? Yeah, so, I don't think Prabhupada actually says that it's not gravity. He, 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 he puts on his boxing gloves and has a bit of a spark, but actually yeah, he says, yes, well, this is what they call gravity. But his point is, you know, and of course, it's, it's a preaching technique. Prabhupada was actually quite a powerful preacher, and he used to say controversial things to get people's attention. Right? To make this point that God's behind everything. It's not just a haphazard um, accident. Right? It's not just an explosion. I didn't let you finish your question. Yeah, um, this is within the perfect being able to, you know, have a translation. But sometimes, you know, people pick up. Prabhupada says something totally different from what he has said before or in, in a letter about morning walk or in a room conversation. Controversial. Controversial. Then, you know, how do you, how do you uh, resolve that? Because well, well, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good question. How do we, and, and, and some people will deny Prabhupada's teachings because of one statement. Yeah. You know, the, 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 that, that, you know, there's one statement in the um, first chapter of the Bhagavad Gita that women are, are considered un un what is it, unreliable or not trustworthy because they're less intelligent. 
was such a challenging, you know, you read that every time, it's like a punch on the nose. Right? And so, you know, context is everything. Right? You've got to, and in order to understand a person, we don't just take one of their actions out of context without seeing all of their other actions. Right? So similarly also, uh, it's, it's inappropriate, although it is done, but it is inappropriate to take one statement without looking at all of the other statements. And also then looking at the statements in the context of the actions of the person. Right? If you want to know somebody, you really have to get to, you have to understand the facets, the various facets of their personality. And, and you know, how do we test a person's speech? Prabhupada says speech is the most important quality of a man right, or a woman, of a person, right? But how do we, you know, we, we then, we test a person's speech by how they act, right? And this is really the test of an acharya, is they speak, but they also do. Prabhupada says, you know, uh, if, you're, if, if, if you're smoking cigarettes, you can hardly teach somebody to stop smoking. Because you're an example of something, right? So we need to, and, and so if we really want to understand a person, we have to know them in their, you know, in their entirety, pretty much, to, to then properly judge, right? So to take one statement out of context, out of the context of the person's life and their activities, right, is uh, hardly fair, mm. right? But of course, life is not fair. Mm. But some people do do that, right? Whereas those who follow, you know, who associated with and follow Srila Prabhupada, were able to, are able to contextualise all of Srila Prabhupada's statements, even the statements from the Vedas, right? Because even the Vedic statements taken out of context can be thoroughly bewildering, right? Which is why you have to have a guru, right? It's not that one can study the Vedas by oneself. No, you have to study the Vedas with a teacher. And why is the teacher so important? Because the teacher can provide the context, right? And so, yeah, um, uh, a, a proper study of an individual or the, the teachings of an individual, individual require a broader uh, perspective than just one or two sentences taken out of context. Although people do do that and then completely write somebody off. Huh? Yeah, in general, in a little bit of comment, uh, comment uh, comment.
about how Prabhupada is presented in the beginning, what is statement, and apparently, apparently is saying different about the gravitational laws. Yes. Can we understand, for example, as a how Prabhupada is showing the how he constructs the thought process that he has. Yes. And he's analyzing, but as a, as a devotee, he won't say things that is, uh, he won't see things that you say, Shastra Shakshu. So he was confronting his, the thought process, we see that, and establishing the conclusion based on the Shastra. At the end, the conclusion is just this loss of uh, gravitational loss is there. Yep. But it's the energy of the Lord. Yes. It's controlled by the Lord. Yep. We can observe how evolving it's the thought process of Prabhupada. Yes, yeah. Yes. Prabhupada's teaching is how to think and see with reference to the Shastri perspective. And that there's a verse behind everything. Whereas most people wonder why things happen. Right? There's an accident. And then people think, why did that happen? Right? And it appears to end and it doesn't. We're not able to see the cause and effect. And the controllers, the personal controllers of the material energy, we're not able to see it. The Prabhupada's teachings, the Shastra teaches us to see it. Yeah. And that we have no control, we are controlled. Whereas the idea is, you know, man is a measure of the universe from a scientific perspective. Right? And Prabhupada says, no, you're not. There is a person, but it's not you. <laughs> There's a supreme person. Huh? And you may surrender to the supreme person. Whereas the dualistic mentality is, you may surrender to me. And that's why we have competition, right? And, and that competition, Prabhupada said, it's just like a bunch of animals fighting over, you know, scraps. And, and, and then that competition for resources um, means that we forget who we are. Right? Okay, anything else? Okay, congratulations on Bhagavatam Kijaya. Bhagavatam Kijaya. Congratulations on Bhagavatam Kijaya.